pitch to the Center Circle Studio. Tim Van Horn goes studs up into the soccer world where no one is safe. 18-yard box is wall-free. This is my three-subs podcast, a soccer odyssey with your manager, Tim Van Horn. It's time to watch the calendar again because even more soccer is coming back. We'll tell you who is going to be playing sooner rather than later. Consider plans made. But wait! there's more. It looks like there's going to be soccer coming back to American soil. We'll tell you who's ready to play and who might be ready to play pretty quickly as well. Barring that people get money and everything like that, except when it comes to the women. We slap a big old asterisk on that. Coming up, we have a little bit of transfer news for you as well. Brody Scott and I are standing in the hall. We've got our shin guards on. And we're also waiting for a special guest. Yeah, yeah and, uh, I'll, I'll reveal that when we get in out there. But come on. No, strap up the shin guards. Let's go. All right. Brody <laughs> reveals all. Wait, he reveals the guest. He doesn't reveal Not, not that. Sorry yeah, about yeah. that, guys. This is my three subs. We'll be back with today's kickoff from the Center Circle Studios. This is my three subs, a soccer mm-hmm. odyssey. I think I owe everybody out there an apology this week on the podcast because last week I had featured a couple of properties that were for sale. There was a condo that was for sale in Midtown, and there was also a, I was I was talking about a new house that was going to be going on the market in Bartlett. Right. I, I'm sorry, the house in Bartlett sold in six hours, and Jeez, the, the condo dude. sold as well. So running low on inventory on that. Wow. So, so sorry about that. But I do have a great house out in Arlington right now. It's got uh, five bedrooms, three baths. It's out in Wilson's Crossing. It has a neighborhood pool within a short walking distance so you get to enjoy the pool without having to work on it yourself it's a beautiful thing great arlington schools you can go to timvanhorn.com and find out about that as well but if you're thinking you know tim it sounds like you you can get those houses and condos move pretty quickly that is something i take pride in getting you a great price getting you good bank on that and getting you moved on to where you want to go and if you're looking for a house i can help you with that as well with a customized search and go to timvanhorn.com you can also call me i'm with cry like realtors 9017 Seven five six eighty nine hundred, or just pick up my cell. Call nine zero one two six two five zero zero zero. That's nine zero one two six two five thousand. Around the block or around the world, I've got agents that can help you relocate. No place too close, no place too far. That's how we roll. Across like realtors again. My number is nine zero one two six two five thousand. You can go online and check it out too, and see a picture of my beautiful family at timvanhorn.com. This is my three subs, a soccer odyssey. We're underway from the Center Circle Studios. It's hard to believe that in about two weeks, many of the major European leagues will be back in full swing with soccer action after all this time. Pinch me. Wait, don't pinch me. <laughs> Keep your distance. Yeah. I mean, it's it's back, but it's asterisks back where we have uh, a lot of leagues that will resume play, but we'll just have to watch it on TV. Do you realize between now and August, there will literally be multiple matches on every single day? I'm I'm ecstatic. Like, when Bundesliga came back, I can remember, like, everybody going, oh, I miss this so. And now it's like, I, I hope it's not an oversaturation kind of thing, but I, I really doubt it because it's the only thing on at this point. I know some of the lower leagues across Europe will not be participating. Some right. will. But Premier League, La Liga, yep. Syria, all coming back in the next couple of weeks. Of course, the Dutch League said no. France said no as well. I believe Belgium also said no. 
but we're going to have plenty to watch on television. In fact, some good news out of the Premier League. They've been doing some testing on the last round of over 1,000 tests, zero positives yeah. for the coronavirus. Yeah, I know that's, that's huge too. So um, I, I hope that means that as a whole, this whole pandemic thing is at a zero, which means that everybody can just go back to the way it was. We'll be back in you know full swing and full throat at the stadiums, and that'll be really fun. Will next year's video games feature a function that you can toggle for players that randomly pick up coronavirus and have to quarantine. Sorry, Ronaldo is unavailable due to a positive test. He'll be unavailable for two weeks. <laughs> I don't know. That sounds fun, though. Like like a, a, you know, a wrench in your plans when passing it to him the whole time. It's like soccer meets roulette. <laughs> it's essentially what it would be. Yeah. But, but they're coming back. In the meantime... The Bundesliga rolls on, and it's essentially as you were at the top of the table as Bayern Munich, Dortmund, Leipzig, Borussia Mönchengladbach, all maintaining top four status right now. Munich has a seven-point lead over Dortmund. They did end up, of course, winning that derby last week against Dortmund by a final score of 1-0. They're seven points clear. Uh, Red Bull Leipzig, two points behind Dortmund at 58. Borussia Mönchengladbach, Mm -hmm. 56, along with Bayer Leverkusen at 56 points as well. So it looks like Munich, unless they drop points in just unbelievably odd circumstances, they're going to go to their eighth title in a row. Yeah, you know what, though? Like, Tim, as we were talking about, this little squad right here, this top of the table has been only teams that look like they are that they took advantage of the time off where they took some practice time they got some communication issues that they might have had uh and and sealed those up all all those things that we talked to all those players and those coaches about what they were doing to improve their team through this quarantine uh, they it looks like they took advantage of that you know and um that's exciting because it can be done um uh for all those teams and leagues looking to coming back so this should make the premier league pretty good too who has and who hasn't been that cream is going to rise to the top and i think we see it here with this table here and while it's going to be interesting at near the top of the table of the premier league or the champions league and the europa league spots still the bottom fourth of the table is going to be tremendous as they fight it out to stave off relegation. It is literally going to be a sprint to save the season and to save Premier League status. There's a lot to look forward to in that, but it's just been such a crazy year, and it would have been crazy going back to Bayern Munich for a second, Brody. It would have been crazy anyway, because remember, right around Christmas time, maybe even slightly before then, Bayern was in a tailspin several points off the pace, and they appointed Hansi Flick Mm-hmm. interim manager well he's not so interim anymore as he has led them back to glory and i think part of it was having muller and Lewandowski work together yeah and whether it be in tandem or in a one-two type of punch they've been very effective and 
they are champion. They're not quite champions elect, mm-hmm. but they're kind of like Liverpool. They're sitting on the precipice of greatness. Right. And uh, again, it's it's that taking advantage of that opportunity. He was able to come in um, and and make some some changes. Maybe uh, watch a lot of film because <laughs> there was nothing better to do. And and I, I think it, it's proof. Proof positive that you could advance even though you weren't doing anything, quote unquote. Yeah, absolutely. So that's kind of a, an overview of Europe. Let's take a look at the United States. Mm. Of course, leave it up to the women to get things done. Thank the God. WSL. Yeah, exactly. Right, thank goodness, because they're going to be cranking up a Challenge Cup beginning yeah. June 27th. It's going to run for uh, about a month or so, and they're doing it all in Utah. They've had a mm-hmm. random draw, and we're going to watch some different, I guess, group stages uh, and then move into a kind of a playoff final. So this is going to be a sprint for the NWSL. And for me, it's a, I think it's a great idea. Oh, because yeah. While, while we love the U.S. women's national team, we love women's soccer, this is a great time to get a lot of looks mm-hmm. at the NWSL in a very interesting, different type of format. Yeah. I think it's going to draw some additional interest to a league that has some very talented players. And I've always said one thing about soccer is the women's game can be just as enjoyable as men's soccer. Yeah. You don't have that physical height and weight component. It's a game of skill. It's a yeah. game of speed. It's a game of finesse. finesse. Yeah. And those, those are not height and weight dependent. And for me... I can't wait for that to start on the 27th. You know, everybody loves watching a really good tournament. And I think what they've constructed over here, the NWSL they has constructed here is a really good tournament. Of course, it's it's very uh, World Cup-esque. It's very uh, round robin-esque. Whatever you want to call it, that construction, that model uh, that they've got going seems really interesting. You're going to see a lot of teams play a lot of matches, but you're also going to see the, the the grandiose scale of each team and uh again to to go on your point you're gonna see a lot of finesse ball you're gonna see a lot of goals too by the way because nwsl does score a lot um so you're gonna see a lot of this exchange going on and i think it's gonna be a little bit more exciting and that audience yeah is going to sit there and say what have i been missing this is great CBS is going to carry some of this, some mm-hmm. other streaming services, but I would not. And I know Orlando doesn't quite have a full squad. I know the women's team is going to be limited in minutes during all of this. Sure. Don't don't quite rule out the Orlando pride, though. I wouldn't bet against somebody like Marta, the Brazilian great, in a tournament type setting. I mean, she's always fantastic. All with Marta is like the watch, you know, outside of the U.S. women's national team. But Marta watching her alone on her national team is is a spectacle to watch. So watching her amongst, you know, her squad that she practices with regularly and, and has a rapport, I, that is definitely all eyes on her at that point. And looking on the men's side, what a difference a day makes for the men in the MLS as it looks like they're inching closer and closer to perhaps coming up with a plan which gets the season underway in a very similar tournament-type format. We can only hope. Likely, 
in the Orlando, Florida area, maybe Disney World. Mm -hmm. And it also allows for the payment of the players. And I think one of the biggest sticking points was a clause that the owners wanted in regarding a drop in attendance or because of a resurgence of the coronavirus. I think they wanted to be able to immediately pull the plug under those type circumstances, which would have provided, uh, I think, a little bit of financial insecurity for the players. And the players have said no. I think there were some pay cuts that have already been agreed to. Right. In principle, they've been able to work that out. It's as, as we record this, it's not officially official. There may be a few more I's to dot, maybe a few more T's to cross. But right. it does look like we're going to get back to MLS in a very similar 2016 tournament format which would go through about a six-week period i mean i i hope so because it's it's enough already and this whole back and forth uh it, it didn't look promising last week here it is hopefully on your birthday which is this week uh we get something finalized here tim which would be fantastic i i let's just get back to it you know and this whole clause thing about attendance and and if nobody's there Come on, man. You know the, the attendance is going to be cut. Just the pure and simple fact that of, of the world we live in right now, attendance will be down. So you can't base it on attendance. That's silly. You know, so let's let's get back to playing. And I think that's where the MLSPA is at. You know, like, let's just get back. Stop with this whole mess of, well, you know, if my numbers are down, your numbers will be down, pal. So... I didn't know if there was more. When you used to say pal, I, usually there's going to be a bit more behind that. Or maybe that's just in professional wrestling when somebody says pal. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> you got butt whooping coming. Uh, well, you know, there is a butt whooping coming if they, if they don't, you know, kind of snap up and shape up. If the MLS is having trouble and they have TV money, then you can imagine how frustrating and how difficult the restart of the USL must look to a lot of fans yeah. right now because we're, we're hearing nothing we've got radio silence right now on both sides it's been that way for several days we haven't seen much from the players association or from the league mm-hmm. regarding a restart so really we just throw our hands up and shrug and say we don't know what we don't know at this point while while we're shrugging with the usl college like is that any closer to hey we're gonna do this in the fall or because the as far as college is concerned the only thing i've seen is the the big five conferences going listen if the ncaa doesn't let us play we'll just form our own you know organization which i don't know what that does to all the sports you know involved so uh, i think there's just a lot of questions We've seen Oklahoma State in the last few days say that they are preparing logistically for full crowds for football this fall. We know that now college athletes can come back to campus and they can begin individual workouts, mainly for football. And I think for basketball, they'll stagger in other sports. I think that college soccer may come back before some of the other soccers in the United States. I believe that that is doable because I believe you can socially distance and you look at many of the stadiums, I believe you can space fans out if you have fans in the crowd. And with the expanded streaming coverage of college soccer with ESPN Plus this year, but then especially the following year, right? I think logistically that can be done, especially if you're going to have student athletes on campus anyway Mm -hmm. i think there's enough testing 
Uh, Laird Beach, who is the athletic director at the University of Memphis, spoke to local media last week about how they were going to go about testing the football team and how are they, they were going to work out the football team in groups. So, you know, if they can if they can figure out the logistics for 100 some odd athletes, they can certainly figure out a roster of 20 to 25. So I actually feel pretty optimistic about that. Mm-hmm. But that let's put a pin in that. We'll get with one of the coaches from the University of Memphis or maybe even chat up Ross Pauley yeah. and see what he's seeing from the ground floor uh, over the next couple of weeks as things maybe become a little more clearer as athletes begin to trickle back onto campus. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting what happens with this whole NCAA and the Power Fives and uh, if they decide that, you know what, we're going to take our ball and go home, um, what that does to all the sports. And then um, if NCAA deems as saying, okay, well, every all the student athletes can come back, no problem, no questions asked, um, and it's a school-wide issue, then you know, I think all is fair in love and war, and this, we're we're about to get into a war. So, some good news on the transfer front. We'd be remiss if we didn't mention that odd uh, expiration of a loan deal that was coming up for Manchester United and Degallo, uh, who was loaned from a Chinese club, and he was set to go back late last week. Well, they did work out an extension for him. Good. He's actually been a, a good revelation for them. Him and Bruno Fernandez have been two bright spots in their season, and he will stick around through the rest of the season. At the very least, I, I would not be surprised if they uh, extended him out even further. But in the meantime, uh, It'll be a couple of weeks, and and I, I and I'm betting you he's going to get a lot of playing time here down the stretch run because he he did show some quality for Manchester United. Took him a little bit of time to catch up to the speed. The Chinese Super League is not quite the Premier League, but when you have talent, it can translate. You know, from whichever league, you just need a little bit of time to to catch up to the pace and and sort it out. And I think he's done oh, just yeah. that. Oh yeah. So that's going to put the wraps on this segment. Coming up, Brody's special guest. Can't wait to see who we're going to be talking to. Well, coming up next on... Hey, well, hang on, Tim. That special guest, I guess we, we should just let the cat out of the bag because with it being your birthday this week, I figured let's interview you. You're the special guest. You can close the door. It's it's it's, I, it's you, buddy. I, I haven't prepared for this, but <laughs> hell, why start now? We'll be back. This is My Three Subs. Takes us to the half. More next on My Three Subs, a soccer odyssey.